259 that one of which did go the way I personally anticipated it to go and many other people thought it would go as well and then we were treated to two surprise fights in my opinion uh didn't really see either one of them going and then one of them ended with a set of rules which it makes sense why the rule is in place but is it fair? You know what I mean? Is it fair how that fight played out? I don't know. You know, rules are in place for a reason. They're not always fair, but they're there and there's no sense in fighting it. Joining us today again to talk some UFC is Mr. Joey D. Joey D, how's it going today? Good, brother. How you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, interesting night of fights, huh? Yeah, very interesting amount of fights. On a huge, on a, on a huge card with a lot of good names. Um, like I said, like I told you, I was a little underwhelmed by the fights in general. But it is what it is. I mean, not all of them are going to be. I think I think it's just for the fact that I set high expectations for what I was going to see, and I didn't see what I thought I was going to see. So right, um, set high expectations. I kind of got. Uh, I set them too high for myself, so... Well, it just seemed, especially with the prelims that we saw, we saw some really entertaining fights on the prelims, for example. Uh, we saw Kai Kara France come back, for probably the best comeback fight we've seen in the past year, getting entirely outclassed and outworked that entire first round just to come out of nowhere and score that knockout with five seconds left in the first round. And then we shifted towards Dominic Cruz closing out the prelims in what I thought was a very questionable split decision win for him. Uh, Joe Rogan, I was listening to his uh, post-fight interview, and he believes the two takedowns Cruz scored in the third round is what sealed it for him. I have to rewatch it because there's a lot of close fights that you and I have watched in the past to where... We initially have one reaction, and then we rewatch it, break down the fight round by round, and we can see okay, this. So maybe when we rewatch this fight, I won't have this opinion. But in the moment, it seems it was a questionable win for Dominic Cruz. But where I'm going with that is the judging was was kind of questionable throughout the night, and that leads us into the first title fight we saw. Peter Yan defending his bantamweight championship against the number one contender, Aljamain Sterling, in a fight that I personally thought Aljamain Sterling was coming in hot, focused, clearly the better fighter. Where I stand with this, and I'm curious about your opinions as well, but I have not been that impressed with Peter Yan leading into this fight 
He has looked very phenomenal, very dominant. But the problem I have with this, and we had this discussion in the rise of Conor McGregor. Conor McGregor was running through people in a way kind of seemed he was being, his opponents were being handpicked to keep that momentum going. And you earn a title shot knocking out Dennis Seaver. Good for you knocking out someone that you're supposed to knock out. And there you have Peter Yan, an out of his prime and old Uriah Faber. You're supposed to be Uriah Faber. And an out of his prime and old Jose Aldo. You're supposed to beat him. So forgive me for not being completely sold and buying into the hype. What, what was your opinion on that going into this fight? I, I, uh, I totally agree and relate with that. I definitely thought Peter Jan was kind of just hyped up. I thought once he faced someone who was more fresh and more of like closer to his caliber um, in the weight class, like I thought he was going to get smoked. And Sterling in the first round, I think Sterling looked really good. He looked, you know, he looked on top of his game. He looked high energy. He even caught Peter Young with a shot that, like, definitely had Peter, like, Peter Young uh, a little thrown off a little bit. And I was like, wow, like, even in the stand-up game, like, you know, he might take this. And Peter Young just showed that, like, he can he can take it into the, to the you know, further along in the rounds and, and just – do better, but I think that that was his game plan. Um, it looked like that was his game plan. Like, he just, he's a sniper too, man. Like, he, he's one of those guys that could just sit there, and I think that he lets you, he lets you do what you want to do, and then he figures that game out. And, like, that's, that's some of the best fighters right there. So he showed me, like, he showed me the reason why he deserves to be a champion in the sense of, like, okay, I'm going to let you do what you're going to do, but, like, I'm going to, in this moment, like, right now, right here, like, yeah, I trained for all this time, but I'm getting a first-hand look of how you fight by you fighting me, and I'm going to learn that and, and then capitalize on that. And he did just that because second round on until the disqualification, I mean, he just had Sterling looking like he was an amateur fighter. He definitely looked, and my opinion on Peter Yan right now, he belongs in there with the best in the world. I I should not have questioned him the way I did. And unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to say I'm not going to make the same mistake again. Because I'm. you've known me for so many years now. You know I'm the type of person that I judge something based on what it is. And what it is, is he beat two old fighters clearly out of their prime. I had very little to go off of other than he dominated old guys. This time, though, the first round could have gone either way. I personally did have it for Peter Yan, barely by the slimmest of margins, but it's not. it was close enough to where if the judges scored it for Aljamain Sterling, I wouldn't have thrown a fit about it. But like you said, second round, third round, and in that fourth round, Peter Yan was dominating. And here's where I have a huge issue. That illegal knee, I mean, clearly, clear as day, there's no logical or legitimate argument against it. It was an illegal knee. Yeah, yeah, that and was bad. Here's 
my first issue with it. So I haven't seen it. I haven't gotten to watch the replays yet, but there's plenty of articles I'm reading and plenty of outcry on social media that I'm seeing that while he had it, because he had, uh, Sterling was on his knee for a, a good amount of time before Jan decided to throw that knee. It sounded like his corner was saying, throw the knee, throw the knee, kind of like egging him on, like, do it. Right. So he does it. And obviously, there's a stoppage in the fight because illegal needs recover, you know. And the thing I told you about, folks at home, I know this isn't the, you know, MMA is a macho sport. We're, we're, we're war, modern day warriors, you know what I mean? The smartest thing for your career, because where I thought it was going to go, I was unaware of the rule, but I thought, I didn't think you could win uh like that, I thought it could only be ruled a disqualification via no contest. So I was saying, if Sterling's smart, because clearly he's not going to win a decision, he would say, I can't, I can't uh, go on anymore. So that he doesn't get a loss on his record. You know what I mean? It's going to be a, ruled a no contest, probably run it back. And then when I found out, like all of us did at home, that you can win the title via disqualification... That's where I have a huge problem with it, Joey, is dude was dominating this kid. Like, and you're going to, you're going to take his title. I understand he broke the rules, but the kid was winning this fight. Where do you stand on that? I mean, if, if so even like in defense to like Sterling, I, he's a real fighter. And I, even the, any real fighter that's in there doesn't want to win a title that way. He didn't want to win that title. He didn't want that title based off of disqualification. And probably based off of how the fight was going and him knowing that, like, I don't really deserve to walk away with this belt, you know? Um, like you said, the rules are in place for a reason. And I guess that we all just kind of have to live by it and watch stuff like that happen. Do I agree with it? Absolutely not. Like, I mean, I, don't, I, I think that it should have just been ruled a no contest. I think that uh, Peter Jan should have walked away, still the champion. And, you know, possibly maybe they then revisit it. You know what I mean? How the, the way the UFC works these days in the matchmaking, I, I don't – I highly doubt that they wouldn't make him do, you know, a couple fights before he gets a title based off of the dominance of the, you know what I mean, few rounds that we saw outside of the first – um, which is fair enough, but also like, who, based off of the judging in this whole event and like previous events that we've seen, who knows what that fight was looking like on the scorecards? Well, and I'm glad you brought that up because the next point I was going to make, the third issue I have with this fight, as they after the fight was over, John Anik read off the scorecards up until that point. One judge had. Aljamain Sterling winning that fight 29-28 through three rounds. <laughs> what doesn't make sense. What fight were you watching? Yeah, which doesn't make sense at all. I, I, I want to, like, know what what they're counting. You know, I want to know how they're basing the points off of. I want to see what they're basing points off of and to see, like, someone's judgment on that because that's just absolutely... And, and that's absolutely ridiculous, for one. And then for two, I was watching... Uh, you know, post-conference post stuff with Dana White, and he was even saying, like, 
these guys are handing out 10-8 rounds like it's nothing. 10-8 rounds is an ass-whooping. You know what I mean? Well, well, and about the rules, you know, a couple years ago, they did uh, alter the rules a little bit to make it easier for a judge to uh, award a 10-8 round. But you brought up a good point. I think now they're using that Kind of, kind of taking advantage of it in a way yeah. to, a, to a point where it's like, oh, the rules change. So if I reward this guy a 10-8 round, it, it, it's okay. You know what I mean? And it's just like, like you said, what warrants in your eyes a 10-8 round? You know, for years, ever since judging has been implemented into the UFC, the scorecard is said you're supposed to award points based on effective striking, grappling, aggression, and control. What, what do you deem as aggression? What do you look at... at as far as what what do you define as control? You know, where what are you basing your 10-8s off of, basically? You know what I mean? And we saw it. We'll get to the main event here shortly, but... So, so like, in regards to that, though, like, maybe, maybe the, that judge, that specific judge was looking at... I don't see how, but, like, I'm just saying the only way that I can think of it is, like, Sterling being the aggressor but he was only the aggressor because he was shooting for everything he had because he couldn't stand up with Peter Yan. Landed one out of I think it was 12 or 13 takedown attempts. Yeah and and like Peter Yan, you know I mean great defense you know all that stuff he was just he was holding he was just showing that but that was the only reason why because like Sterling was giving it everything he had you know he was he was just like he was a he was a dog on his on his, on his with like he was a dog with just the last bit of battle left in him and he was just I don't know I it was really difficult that that was a it was hard to it was hard to watch um, and I can't believe that he's the champion he's the champion right now well. Like, well so again, the rule the rules are in place for a reason. I'm glad that you and I are on the same page with that because I know when it's come to other things, you and I have kind of differed on opinions similar to that. So I'm glad we're we're on the same understanding of that, and also understanding that even though it is the rules, it's it's a bullshit rule that they need to fix. I don't think because silly example, but it, it kind of fits here. WWE wrestling. I know it's not quote-unquote real wrestling, but the way their championships work, they say you cannot win a title off of a disqualification. You right. have to actually beat the champion. Yeah, yeah. that's not even, you know, it's, that's... Right. It's fake. Right, right. <laughs> like so, it's fake. So it's just like, so if there's real stakes at it, why can't it be the same? You know what I mean? I want to point out another thing, too. And... This whole thing, so like we even saw with the whole fight with Kai, you know, like how you were, you know, you had your reaction when a dude threw his uh, mouthpiece at Kai mm-hmm. after the after the knockout, mm-hmm. and then you were like, oh well, I didn't, oh, and then we actually watched the replay to see what happened, and we didn't see him run back over. Right. But as I watched that happen, I also saw Kai's corner. Yelling at him like, no, like, go finish it, go finish it. These dudes, they they listen to their corners. You know what I mean? Like, they're not in there by themselves. They listen to their corners. So even like in in the heat of the moment of this fight, like, 
I saw Sterling's... Sterling was clearly planted. It was an illegal knee. His leg was a little bit lifted up, but, like, I mean, it was an illegal knee. I'm not going to, you know, but if he was listening to your corner and in the heat of the moment, you know, you're just, you're just, you're doing it. Like, even though it was an intentional knee, I don't think that he did it to cause harm or, you know, he no. wasn't, a, he wasn't being a dirty fighter at, by any means. Absolutely. I am so glad you brought up this point because what I wanted to get at before we moved on was it was a dirty strike, yes. but he... I don't think this classifies him as a dirty fighter. Not at all. There's a difference between a strike like that that you also have to... I always try to look into a fighter's past. He's never had any sort of mark on his record like this before. It's a difference between... Remember who Samar Polaris, his dirty submission holds? Yeah, they all hold on to him. That's dirty shit. He's a dirty fighter. He's known for being a dirty He's fighter. He's known. He has a reputation yeah. of being a dirty fighter. There's footage of him being a dirty fighter, just nonstop. So, he, you're absolutely right. I do not. Th- if anything, I put this more on coaching than the fighter because in the moment, you, you you're going through so much. You're amped. Your adrenaline's pumping. You, you really yeah, you're in a you're, dog fight. You're yeah. reacting, and if you hear your coach who you trust with your life saying "Neem," you're gonna listen. Yeah, I put this more on coaching than well, the fight. That's what they pay him for. <laughs> you know, they pay him to be in their corner to take direction from them because they see an outside perspective, and like it's unfortunate the way it happened. I, Peter Yan handled it like a champ, though. Like he, I mean, he stood there. I mean, I, I agree with, like, the commentators when, you know, when they were announcing the decision, he shouldn't have had his hand up or anything like that. He should have probably just, you know, took that L. But I think he handled it like a man. Well, well, like, once the official decision was read, you know, he, he owned up to what he did wrong. He apologized. And, you know, they absolutely are going to and need to run it back. They have to. So there's going to be an immediate rematch. But this, for me, I'm more excited about Peter Jan's future because... I mean, go, going into a rematch, I don't, I don't see any way I'm going to feel any better about Sterling's chances. You know, you know what I mean. I, I, I think Jan's going to take a rematch because he was dominating every aspect of that fight. I mean, yes and no, because like throughout the fight, Daniel Cormier was actually like pointing out a lot of things that Sterling could have done better and things that sure. he, like he was. I think it was. I think the moment had him. I think he was just lost in the moment, man. I think he was just. He was. He was not. He was doing too much. You know what I mean. He was not. And he was not utilizing his reach the way I had anticipated him in the fight. One of the biggest reasons why I thought he was going to absolutely demolish Jan was because up until this fight, he is so phenomenal with using his reach and his boxing. Really good kicks, really good wrestler, and we basically, he had a couple good things going for him on the feet. He connected with a few really good jabs, but he didn't keep any of it going. Right. But, uh, so let's just say this. Say Jan does win the rematch and gets his title back. Right. Something I'm more excited about now than ever is the return of TJ Dillashaw to that division. TJ Dillashaw is rumored to be facing Corey Sanhagen in his comeback fight. And Dana White's na- uh, named that as kind of a number one contender's fight. Right. Could you imagine a fight between TJ Dillashaw and Peter Young? Oh, God. I would not. 
So say... Who do you think would win that fight? <laughs> honestly, now, I don't know. And that's what I'm... Is, I don't know. I think I'll still give it to Dillashaw, man. Dillashaw's such a beast. Dude. He is a beast, but man, like, here's the thing. Like, say the roles were reversed, and it was Dillashaw versus Jan in this fight. I would have thought Dillashaw was going to run him over because... He's been there, done that, and he has the skill set. Now that I've seen what Jan is capable of against a top fighter in the sport, right, bro, I think that fight is super evenly contested. Like, I think it's... They're going to throw hands. They're going to throw hands, and I did not think... Like, we've, we've seen some of Jan's wrestling right. in past fights. Last night, his takedown defense and his wrestling looked flawless. Yeah. Uh... He did, a, he, he did a great... It was a good fight. Like, I'm not going to say it wasn't a good fight. I, 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 I was surprised, though. We were surprised because we expected the, the roles to be reversed than what they were yeah. last night. But, I mean, to Dillashaw and Peter Yan, that'd be a crazy fight. I mean, I, I, Dillashaw's hungry. He's hungry to get his belt back. Well, I hope so, man. Gosh. I mean, this, that whole situation, that's another... That's a whole another conversation yeah. that we could have at some point, but... Well, we're going to because, I mean, he's he's eligible to come back and fight now. The only thing we're waiting on is an official date for his comeback fight. He's, he's going to – he'll definitely – I guarantee you. I mean, he's, he's already f- set up for another title run. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he'll, he'll, he'll be fighting for the title soon. Yeah. Guarantee it. And that leads us into the second title fight of the night. The GOAT Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson in a fight where – I think you and I both anticipated what we were going to see last night, but for fo- you folks at home, I think Joey was hoping for something different because of how s- absolutely beautiful Megan Anderson is. That's- yeah, my wifey got beat up last night. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see that happen. That was... You can't... I expected it. I didn't want to see that. I, sometimes, I, sometimes, like I, I trust me, like I had no doubt in Amanda Nunez. You know what I mean? I think she is. She's obviously one of. The, she is the best female UFC fighter, hands down. She's the best female fighter on this planet. Uh, but sometimes I just like you know rooting for the underdog, man. Well, sometimes, you know, every, every every dog has his day, you know. And I wanted to root for Megan Anderson, you know. Of course, yes, based off her beauty as well. But, you know, she, she, there, was, there were things that put her out there that made me think, hey, maybe she'll, you know, maybe she'll keep her away at the range. You know, maybe she'll find it in her to, you know, kick her legs, use that jab, you know, keep her away, dude. Like, but Amanda Nunez just closes in like that overhand right that she hit her with. The commentator said it, and like you saw it in Megan's face, like your their eyes just get what they're like shocked how hard this chick hits. Like you can't you can't get hit that hard and expect like okay, I'm still in this. I think once you get hit that hard, you're like okay, I'm seeing some bright lights. And and we we talked about it a lot, and I talk about it basically every show I do because it's such a big factor in. how I define greatness, adversity. We have not seen Amanda Nunes face adversity in a long time. We've seen her face it and overcome it. You know, she's lost fights to which she's 
uh, gotten through. I mean, right now, as of last night, she now currently holds the second uh, longest, most consecutive uh, wins in the UFC. The uh, second longest active streak at 12 wins. Only Kamaru Usman has more. Uh, Beast. And then uh, the fight against uh, Valentina Shevchenko. That's been the toughest fight in her title run. It was a very close fight, but she overcame the adversity and got through that. But we have not seen her go through anything. like She's basically coasted in every fight since the Cyborg fight. And you can even make an argument she coasted in the Cyborg fight because... Be honest with me. Was there ever a time in the cyborg fight where you felt Amanda Amanda Nunes was in any danger? No, I didn't. No, not at all. Cyborg came out came I, out swinging and got I, immediately. I think the only reason we can define that as possibly overcoming adversity was because we didn't expect to see what we saw in that fight. We we still at that time could have made a very strong case as cyborg being the female goat, right. and then. We see Cyborg go in and get knocked out in the first round in a way we know. I don't. I don't think anyone would have bet any sort of money that that was going to happen, especially let alone the first round. She's not like that's the thing. Cyborg came out and she just wanted to. First of all, you picked a scrap with the wrong person. You know what I mean? Like you went out to have a scrap with Amanda Nunez and like she wasn't. Amanda Nunez wasn't even phased by that. Like she wasn't afraid of that. She she was. She was like, bet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Like, okay, you want to scrap? I'm going to knock you out. And she did that. Like, she, bro, she's, she's flawless with the way she fights. Most well-rounded female fighter I've ever seen. And possibly now because of, I mean, regardless of how dominant she looks, to me, in each of her fights, she looks, she looks like she's still getting better. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what's funny? I'll be honest with you. Like, another reason why I kind of was leaning to see a... a, I mean, I knew that it was possible that what happened last night was going to happen as quick as it did. Um, I mean, I I honestly thought the way it was going. I didn't know she was going to armbar. You know, that was tight. That was cool to see. But uh, I thought, uh, you know, like... I also, doing the follow-ups on all these fights and then kind of seeing her personal life and, like... You know, for the fact that she had a baby, you know, like, you see these things and, like, these people start, like, that's that's, that's growth in your own personal life, you know, and when growth happens, change happens. So I was wondering, I'm like, hey, man, like, maybe, you know, maybe this takes away that, that dog in her a little bit, you know, maybe this is going to soften her up a little bit, you know, maybe she's not as going to be as hungry as she once was, because I don't know how long it was since she last fight. It hasn't been very long. She she was one of the first uh, events in the apex when uh, COVID okay, happened. So, okay. so it, at the most, it's been five or six months. At the but most. yeah, I mean, but but I mean, like we like we talked about, you know, it's, her fights are not even are not even fights, dude. Like she's just running through these people like crazy. And. Daniel Cormier brought up something that's super crazy to me. So, the uh, Amanda Nunes is the 135-pound champ and the 145-pound champ. The 145-pound division was made for Chris Cyborg because she struggled so much to make that bantamweight uh, right. weight. So, they made that division for her, and Amanda Nunes takes over. And she's had, I, th- I think last night was her second or third 
uh, featherweight title defense. She's defended bantamweight a good handful of times, but they don't. She's so dominant. They only have one female ranked in bantamweight. It's a or I'm sorry, in featherweight. It's Amanda Nunes. She's so dominant that no one else is even ranked in featherweight, and she's by far and away. I mean, even if she wasn't the champion at Feather, she's far and away the best women's fighter in, in the world. Like, we are legitimately left. We ask this question all the time with John Jones at light heavyweight. Uh, we're probably going to get there soon with Kamaru Usman at welterweight. But we're there with Amanda Nunes right now. Who else is there? Well, guess who? So, I was watching that post-conference shoot with Dana White. Guess who was blowing up everyone's phones, like, in the UFC or whatever, trying to trying to... Trying to get that next, like trying to be the first in talk about it, and Dana White said, "Yeah, we can probably do that." Who's that? Juliana Pena. So, so I did. I did see something about that earlier today when I was eating lunch. Uh, so, I I get excited about something like that because you know me, I'm a, I'm a sucker for uh, a good a good storyline, and right. I'm, a, I'm a I'm a sucker for. He, the the ultimate fighter. I love what the ultimate fighter because seeing a fighter work their way from the ground up. I mean, granted, it got a little played out towards the end, but like in the beginning when we saw people like a Forrest Griffin, Michael Bisping, Rashad Evans, people start from that show with nothing to becoming world champions. Right. It's a really cool story to see. So for that purpose, Juliana Pena being an ultimate fighter winner. And clear, clear as day, she's gotten a lot better since she's been in the UFC. Oh, yeah. Good quality wins. I mean, and it's new. Sure, I want to see it. It's something new. She's right. a, she's about to fight Holly Holm, I think it is. So, I mean, Holly Holm's been there, done that. I don't see a fight between her and no. Amanda Nunes being any different at, at all. No. Um, but, I mean, sure, why not? Juliana Payne is something new, but... I think that'd again, be awesome. <laughs> but, but again, Joey, like... Is there any part of you at <laughs> all that thinks Juliana Pena has any shot in hell at beating Amanda Nunes? No, dude. After after Megan didn't win last night, I'm just you can't bet against Amanda Nunes, dude. And, and that's what I was like when I was telling your dad last night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> Folks at home, Joey's dad texted me after the Amanda Nunes fight. He's like. Damn, I bet a thousand dollars on Anderson, hoping to make uh, seven thousand dollars. I'm just like, why out of all the bets you could have made, that's the one you went with? Like, I don't care how good the odds are, like they're they're not gonna pay out for you. You know what I mean? At least not right now. Like w- the last time Joey was on the show, if there's one thing we've learned, it's not if, it's when. When is Amanda Nunes' run gonna end? It's gonna happen at some point. It will happen at some point, and it will be unexpected. No one will know when it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. And then, you know, but it's going to be – no one's going to ever call it. You can't bet against the man in your name. You right. know what I mean? It's I, just going to be one of those things that she's going to – I mean, even GSP lost to Matt Sarah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like – Someone's just going to have to come in there – Probably have a dogfight with her and catch her. Like, that's the only way I see Amanda Nunes get, like, losing. Is so if someone catches her good enough before she catches them, they have to come in faster, stronger, which I don't know how the fuck that'll have ever happened, for one, because she's just 
She's a phenom. She, she, she's she's by, by far. She can fight guys in the UFC probably. In a way. Straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Like we people used to say that about Ronda Rousey before we we learned a little bit more about her, but Amanda Nunes is clear as they would like. We didn't see this in Ronda Rousey until later on because of how early dominant she was. That judo throw and then the arm bar was it, it, it was flawless. You could not block that. But once she was finally defeated and we saw the lack of a stand-up game she had, we saw the lack of takedown defense she had. Uh, I mean, she had clear flaws. Amanda Nunes does not have any holes in her game. She's uh, she's a flawless fighter. Are there aspects in her game which she could get better at? Absolutely. No, there is no such thing as the perfect fighter. But and so I, I don't mean to cut you off, and I know this conversation isn't about Ronda Rousey, but I think Ronda Rousey also had a, such a long run that she did. Because she she's good at playing the game, man. She's good at she's good at that that mental warfare as well before the fights. You know what I mean? Like Connor was, like some of these guys, like you know, a lot of these guys are like they were good at playing. I, the game. I think I, mean, I think Ronda Rousey was good at getting in people's heads before the fight, where they were like, "Fuck." Now, Amanda Nunez can do that, but it's not based off of any talk. She's a fucking she's a champion. People she's are nice. legitimately scared. Yeah, it's it's. You see what I've done in the octagon, and that alone has people scared as fuck. You know? Yeah. That's that's the I think that's the the difference between who's gonna take. You're gonna have to get someone who's just not afraid. You know what I mean? Not afraid. Is is there a female version of one of the Diaz brothers out there? Possibly. <laughs> I mean, but you know if I you mean? think about it, you know, because like when 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 Nate got that first fight with Connor. I mean, you saw someone who went to the media and Connor was doing everything he possibly could to, you know, he was doing everything he did to all his past opponents, but that shit didn't phase Nate Diaz. Not, he, didn't not give one a fuck. he didn't care about that. He's not afraid of that. You know what I mean? It's just talk. No, I, I like I like that analogy because you're absolutely right. I mean, Ronda Rousey literally turned Betch Cohea's entire country against her. All of Brazil was cheering for Ronda Rousey and not... Betch Cohea, who's from Brazil. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That mental warfare plays a big factor. I mean, Jose Aldo, jo- Joey, tell me if you still agree with it. In his prime, Jose Aldo was a better fighter than Conor McGregor. Oh, for but sure. But he was in Aldo's head. Yeah. Aldo was so just in his head about what he wanted to do to this guy to a point where he lost all focus, and that left hand came out of nowhere. You yeah. know, the mental warfare is a real thing. Yeah, it's you get into people's heads like that. And especially, like, Ronda Rousey knocked Betch Cohea out. Like, right. And her stand-up's not that good. You know what I mean? And Betch Cohea, she, she got some good stand-up. But, I mean, she got knocked out flat by Ronda Rousey. Like, that's crazy. Pooped you know her pants. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, that's filthy. But, yeah, man, it's... it's Pooped her pants. <laughs> She on the shit poop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are, we are being treated to greatness right now. You know what I mean. And like, like I told you last night, the, the moment this woman loses is going to be very emotional for me because I love. She's the type of greatness that I love. You know, there's plenty of greatness to where you you respect someone's talent, but 
they're cocky, they're too arrogant for their own good, and then you have a woman like Amanda Nunes who is great, knows she's great, but still gives everyone their due respect. Right. And, and, And without, I mean, I don't, straight up, to be truthfully honest with you, like, a lot of problems that I have with, like, UFC legends and stuff like that, and it's not a problem, but because these dudes are fighters, they love to fight, you know, but a lot of problems with the greatest of all times and stuff, like, as time goes as time goes by, you know, they keep taking these fights, and then they start tarnishing their legacy by taking these horrible losses and stuff like that, and they just don't know when to stop. I, would, I think that what's cool about the whole Amanda Nunes thing is that we're at a place where we're seeing that, like, there might not be no competition for this chick. Yeah. Like she might just have, she might have to walk away on top. On top, and, and I would love to see that in the UFC. I would love to see someone like her say, "You know what? I have nothing left to prove. I've done everything I possibly could in fighting. Go train the next. Go train the next female champions. You know what right. I mean? Go, go carry that legacy through through the up and comers and stuff like that. Because I don't want to see her tarnish her legacy. Her greatness is and." We'll use this as an example. Her greatness versus Khabib's greatness, two completely different things. Yeah, Khabib is undefeated, but Amanda Nunes has been on top and beat literally everyone there is to beat. Khabib, yeah, he's undefeated, but how many more great fights are there for Khabib? Yeah, a ton more. And and the, and the, the, the caliber of fighters that he has listed for him, you know what I mean? Oh, well. Yeah, I mean, he's another dude you just can't bet against. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that, that Ferguson fight, I still want to see it. I want to see that. I'd, I'd love to see uh, possibly a Chandler or Oliveira fight. I'd, I would love to see him go up and wait to go against Usman. Like, there, oh, my God, yeah. Th- there are so many good fights left for him. But Amanda Nunes has beaten everyone there is to beat right now. That you, she literally, literally has nothing else to prove. No, if she were to run through Juliana Pena and then a couple other girls. It's like, at this point, it's like, dude, right? Just go. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you just stop. Like, there's no. It's because it gets it gets to a point where you're like, all right, dude. Like, you're, you know, no one's gonna want to continue to watch you just run through these people you know what I mean like as 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 good as it is you know what I mean but it's like dude I build up this whole anticipation for hours leading up to these main card fights you know what I mean the first fight's that the second fight's that and you're just like damn like I wanted to see a little bit well, of a banger kind, you know what I mean kind of like a Tyson fight like people would get mad because they'd spend $50 on the pay-per-view just to watch Tyson knock someone out in 45 seconds yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what exactly. I mean like it's, it's cool seeing him knock someone out but it's like damn you couldn't have extended that to like the 5th the 6th <laughs> right, like, right. something like that but yeah man it's, it's gonna be interesting to see one thing's for sure she's made it clear as day she's not ready to retire yet she's gonna fight again, yeah. so it'll be interesting to see who that fight is. Well, I mean, I, by all means, break some records, you know what I mean, while you're doing it. Have the most title defenses, you know, do, beat, beat, take that, you know, let's see where Usman goes and, and yeah. go go above and beyond that, you know, set a record high before you walk away. I'll yeah. give it to her, do it. For sure. 
And she, she's capable. Yeah, I mean, you look at it now, she's four away from tying Anderson Silva's consecutive win record, five away from beating it. Yeah. She could win five more fights right now. Easy. Easy. E- easy. So, easy. yeah, shoot for your place in history. I mean, you're already in history, but if you want it, what basically whatever you want is there for the taking. And they're already talking about the next one with Julia Pena and Dana White even said, like, I mean, we definitely can make that happen. He's like, we can make that happen and... You know, especially based off of the fight that she had last night, she's she walked away extremely healthy. You know what I mean? Not scared. Not she could hurt. fight next weekend if she wanted to. Oh, bro, she next could fight weekend. tonight if she wanted to. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so moving on to the next one. So this one was probably the biggest shocker for me because. I thought Adesanya was going to win this fight. However, I did not think it was going to be a cakewalk. The one thing I told Joey last night going into this fight was the thing I'm going to be watching for is how well does Adesanya take these punches by a heavier fighter. And what I wanted to see was because I'm very hesitant right now. Let me rephrase that. Going into last night, I was very hesitant still on what my opinion of John Jones going up to heavyweight is going to look like. And I thought that this was going to be a good comparison because body type, Jones and Adesanya are very similar. They're very long, lengthy uh, fighters. The only difference, though, is John's training to put on weight for heavyweight. Adesanya literally did nothing to put on weight for light heavyweight. He just didn't cut any weight. And you saw it. He weighed in at 200 pounds versus uh, Jan, who had to cut weight and was probably walking around in the cage at 225, 230. Wouldn't you say, Joey? Yeah. He was definitely 220. Guarantee it. So what we saw last night was, I mean, I, I, I did not think... Blahovich was going to do so well with his wrestling for one and for two his defense on the feet was much better than I thought it was going to be like he was able to evade a lot of Adesanya's strikes Adesanya did definitely connect quite a few times hit him pretty good he made him uncomfortable a few times but so did you know I don't know man Adesanya you get a fight like that, like, you have to, I, I feel like you have to go all out. You know what I mean? You have to go all out. Like, if you want to, I feel like he could have pushed the pace a little bit more, you know? And, and that, once again, just like I said in the last podcast, that's coming from someone who's sitting on the couch watching a fight. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying that anyone could have done any better. I, th- I mean, he played, it, he played it as smart as he could because it's like you go out, and you could either go hard, but, like, you're going against someone who knocks dudes out. You know what I mean? The scoring on that was ridiculous. Like, that, he was the... Wachowicz was not that dominant in that fight. And, and Those takedowns won him the fight, for I sure, believe. For sure. No, they definitely did because, I mean... I uh, they broke it down. I believe Blahovich landed the more significant strikes, yeah. but I think Adesanya landed the most total strikes, right. if, if I'm not mistaken. But no, the uh, takedowns and the control time on the ground is what won him. I do think what that uh, last round 
was probably a 10-8 round because, I mean, he Blahovich was in control on, on top of Adesanya for more than half of that round. Yeah. It was pretty dominant. But I, I personally had Adesanya winning two of the rounds. I think, I think he won uh, the second and third. Uh, it was either the first and second or the second and the third that I won. I had Blahovich winning the, the fourth and fifth one. I'd have to go and recheck my notes that I took last night. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. It was not a completely domin- one-sided domination by any means. And in the first in the first round it was like just them completely feeling each other out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if Adesanya did more, he could have definitely. He I mean he might he he might have won that fight if he did more in the first round. But it's like, damn, you know what I mean? And I'm curious to see where you stand with this because I've been toggling back and forth with this. It. It was a huge risk for him to take, you know, going yeah. into the fight 20-0, and 0, uh, being able to go into that fight not putting any extra weight on, and I've thought long and hard about it. I don't hold this fight against him. No, it's, 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 not, a, it's not a, you know, it, it, was, it was a win-win situation for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... He had a great fight. He shows that he could he could fight at, at light heavyweight because I think he could fight at light heavyweight. Um, Just imagine if he did put that weight on. Yeah, exactly. Like I think that if he if he did it differently, he could. You know that dude's a, that dude's a superstar, and he shows that you know he's he's top of his game. He could fight. He he deserves to be where he's at. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, no, for the fact that he lost the fight, I mean, he didn't lose it in like any devastating fashion whatsoever. He put up a fight, you know. I mean, he it was it was closer than the the judges made it seem. So I mean, no, I don't think that he. I wouldn't hold it against him either because, I mean, not a lot of people do that shit. I mean, people do that stuff now in the UFC a lot. Like, oh, I want to be champ, champ. I want to blah blah blah. But it just didn't go his way, you know. And, you know. He, he took, if you want to be great in, in the sport, you have to take risks. You know what yeah. I mean? Some of them don't pay off, right. but the fact that you're one of those individuals that's willing to take that chance on and bet on yourself, I mean, even, even in a losing effort, I, I think I like Adesanya even more now. And the fact is, he was very likable after that loss. He, yeah. he, he didn't make any excuses he was to- he was gracious in defeat. Congratulated Blahovich, and you know, basically, he took a chance. It didn't pay off, and he's still the middleweight champion. Yeah. And he's still, I mean, is there anyone at middleweight right now that you think is a threat to take that belt? No. Like as much as I love Robert Whitaker, and as good as he's looked his last few fights. I don't think I'm betting on him beating Sonya in a rematch. No, neither do I. And yeah, like you said, man. I he like he made no excuses. I liked uh, you know I liked for the fact that he he didn't you know he didn't criticize himself, but he he pointed out things that he could have done better. You know, he said I could have been sharper here, I could have been sharper there. You know, there's things that I could have done better, or whatever. But like I said, he didn't he didn't lose that. It was just the whole the whole event when it comes to the main card and, and the three title fights. It was just like. 
shocking aside from the second. But like, even that was kind of like, I was, I was thinking that, you know, I thought someone was going to get knocked out in the, the, the main event. I thought, I thought either Izzy was going to go to sleep or Bohovic was going to go to sleep. Um, but you know what? It also shows that it's, it's cool. It's cool because Adesanya took that risk and he fought five rounds with a light heavyweight. And now Bohovic shows I just defended my title and I can fight five rounds with Israel Adesanya. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, the up-and-comer who's fighting him next, like, it's going to be a fight, man. It's going to be good work. And before we get into jo- the John Jones point I want to make, I want to talk more because the guy, even winning the fight the way he did against Dominic Reyes, I don't think he was given the respect he deserves. Blahovich is the real deal, and he's going to be fighting Glover Teixeira next who Glover Teixeira, I love Glover. Very humble. Yeah. Good dude. Good dude. I, I, I like him a lot more than most people, I think, because, I mean, you know me, Joey. I love my jiu-jitsu guys. Right. He is world-class, top-notch at jiu-jitsu. But he can fight, too, though. He can fight. I yeah. mean, look at the guys he just beat. He, he beat, in his last fight, Tiago Santos. Yeah. Before that, he beat Anthony Smith. I mean, he, he's on a tear. I think he's that Tiago Santos fight, if I'm not mistaken, was his fifth win in a row. So he's on a tear, and he's clear as day. He's the he's the number one contender right now. Yeah. So, do you think Glover has a shot, or or do you think because the one thing Glover has shown is he does have a tendency when he gets in those slugfests of getting knocked out. And if anyone can put his lights out, it is Blahovich. Right, yeah. So. Um, see, what's interesting about the fight that happened last night is, is he's good at getting away. I was surprised at the shots that he was willing to take. Like, I feel like he stood in front of those fists a couple of times, and I'm like, what are you doing, dude? You know what I mean? But he's good at getting away, like, Glover's not going to be getting away like that. It's going to be... He's not quick enough. No, he's not going to be in and out that way. He doesn't even fight like that, you know? He's he's standing there, and, and I mean, yeah, if he gets caught, I think he'll get knocked out for sure, dude. Yeah. Like, I want to I see someone... I want to... Like, hopefully, Bohovic is the one to do it. I want to see someone in the light heavyweight make it exciting again in the light heavyweight, you know, bracket, like... You know, we saw Jones for so long, and there was excitement, you know, with the Cormier fights and all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. blah. Like, I mean, even when he fought, like, Dominic Reyes, uh, was it Santos? Is that who he fought? Santos? Tiago Santos. Tiago Santos as well. Like. Well, light heavyweight is getting really interesting because for a while we had the same five or six people that were always at the top outside of John Jones, you know what I mean? And. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the current uh, rankings right now. And, I mean, let's also not uh, forget last night the f- fight opening up the main card, Tiago Santos versus Alexander Rakic. You know what I mean? That That is going to play a big part. Tiago Santos was number two. Rakic was number four. So, Rakic is obviously going to be moving up to probably number two now. Yeah. But... Or number three, because Reyes could be moving up a spot. Either way, 
that division is a lot closer. I, I think Jones leaving that division is going to make light heavyweight exciting again because it there, there's more parity. You know what I mean? John yeah. Jones was clearly uh, at the top by a long shot. Now I think these fighters are a lot more evenly matched, so I think we're going to get a lot more excitement. Right. My whole thing about it, though, is are, are we going to see a, that new breed of fighter come in there and, like you said, make it exciting again? Or are we going to start having these problems to where we keep getting new champions all the time? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I don't want to see that. I'd like to see uh, kind of like what we've seen at heavyweight with Stipe. Stipe right. came in, defended his title twice. Lost it to DC, won it back, and now he... You know what I mean? I yeah. wa- I'd like to see some parody like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's how that's how I felt with, like, the light, you know, light heavyweight lately. It's kind of just, you know, I don't know. A whole bunch of just names that just don't necessarily interest me, I guess. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I don't know. Um... I like Blahovich though. Last night, I mean, I gained I gained a new respect for him. I thought that Israel Adesanya was gonna win. Um, I like the fact that he stayed in there. I like the fact that he took the fight. You know what I mean? Good for that dude. You know, he yeah. said he said that he was happy that he was defending his belt against uh, someone like Israel Adesanya. Uh, obviously, a respectful dude. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I, I I like him, man. I want to see. I want to see. I hope that he holds on to the belt for a little bit. Yeah, no, he, he, he's definitely a good champion, a humble champion. And, the, I mean, at the end of the day, what makes the sport exciting, even though I don't like these guys, I have to acknowledge what makes a sport like MMA exciting is the, the guys like a Conor McGregor, like a Colby Covington. Yeah. The, Colby Covington's probably the biggest piece of shit walking this earth, but you need guys like that in a sport like this because it's, it's again, I'll use the wrestling analogy. You have the villain that you want to see fall, so you're going to be more vested in that guy's fight because you want to see him dethroned. For another reason why you and I keep tuning into these McGregor fights is we were ho- we've been hoping to see what we saw Dustin Poirier do. Yeah. We we want to see him get knocked out. There's a pill to it. Yeah, I wanted to see him go to sleep, man. Yeah. For sure. I was like watching Kobe Covington get beat up by Usman. I I've watched that fight a handful of times too and I I'm still not done enjoy it, you know what I mean? It, it was nice seeing him get his jaw broken so he couldn't talk so much shit. Right, the same thing with uh, Ben Askren, man. Him too, yeah. I was so happy to watch. I mean, he got treated, dude. He got treated bad. So that was like, I was, I was happy to see that because he was just talking the most shit. Right. Um, but yeah, you know what? I mean, I don't think Izzy's taking, taking a loss other than on his record. I mean, I think he can look back at it. Um, I think that he's gonna, he's gonna be a dude that I think holds on to that belt and won it. You know what I mean? Um, One eighty five for for a while. So I'm excited to see what they got for him next. For sure. And I'm excited. To see, you know what I mean? I'm excited to see that Glover Teixeira and uh, Lahovich fight too. That's gonna be tight, man. Yeah. And. That leads into the final topic for the day. I want to talk about how this fight played into my opinion 
slightly changing on John Jones at heavyweight. I'm very concerned, not for him, but for Anderson Silva's legacy as greatest of all time because I'm afraid that this dude is going to be successful at heavyweight. Yeah, he, he's going to be dude. And John Jones is a bigger dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he, he, like I mean, when he cuts weight to, to light heavyweight, like, he's he's chiseled up. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's in good shape. But, like, he also, he works out, you know, when he's walking around his regular weight and the way he works out, dude, like, the boy is big. Well, I, I mean, the dude's six foot four. You know yeah. what I mean? And he... he <sighs> It's, it's just so scary, man, because, like, he – I still think those, quote-unquote, elite heavyweights are still going to be a problem for him because, I mean, no matter who you are, getting hit by Francis Ngannou, Derek Lewis, it's, it's danger for anyone. So it's not – that's not an attack on John Jones. That's right. just – that's trouble for anyone. Right. So I think I'd have legitimate concerns for anyone fighting those guys. But as far as him being to absorb punishment by a bigger dude, I'm not so sure that's going to be an issue anymore, man. I think if he continues to train and bulk up the way he is and he maintains that same level of skill, which I have no idea why he wouldn't. Right. John, I think we might be in a position where after that fight I have to come on this show and announce that John Jones is the greatest fighter of all time and I cannot <laughs> tell you how bad I do not want to do that but I am a, a man who's able to admit when he's wrong and I will do that if I have to but I don't want to <laughs> I mean it was a perfect example like is he is he and Jones like you said kind of the same body type even kind of like the same fighting style and like how they are, like they're just they're they're unpredictable in what they're right. gonna do. Their man. striking is very similar. Adesanya, I think, is better with his kicks. Yeah. But their their boxing style is very similar, and I think Jones is be the better wrestler. But yeah, absolutely, their reach is very similar. They're yeah. both very long, they, and they utilize that reach very well. And they're good at they're good at you know. Throwing, getting out, throwing, getting away, right. throwing, getting away. You know, like it's just, yeah. I don't think Jones is gonna struggle much at heavyweight, man. I think that he's. Just, I mean, like you, like you said, it's all about taking shots. But like, I mean, I didn't want to see Israel Adesanya take shots that I watched him take last night, and I mean, he he ate him and kept coming. Yeah, he ate him and kept coming, man. Like there was only one shot in that entire fight where Izzy got hurt, and I thought, oh my god, he's hurt. You know what I yeah. you know what I mean. Other than that, there were plenty of big shots that he hit, and he kept moving forward. Yeah. So, props to him for taking that chance, man. I, he he's still he's still a phenom, man. He yeah. he still has such a bright future ahead of him, and we're, we're we're in for some really exciting fights coming up here, man. I mean, next month we have not even next month. I'm sorry, at the end of this month we have Ninganu and. Uh, Miocic, and then on that same card, we have Volkanovski versus Ortega. Oh, shit. They're fighting for the heavyweight belt? 
Yeah, the heavyweight belt, and then Volkanovski's defending the featherweight against Ortega on the same card. <sighs> he shouldn't be defending that belt. No, he, sh- he shouldn't, but... Holloway should be fine. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't get me started on that, because I'll get all worked up again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, dude, that was so trash. I, I'm, I'm definitely hoping Ortega wins, because, I mean... Even, me too, shit. E- e- even the fact that Volkanovski shouldn't be the champion aside, I do like Ortega. I, I cheer for Holloway over Ortega, but... I like Ortega a lot. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's the same thing with Garbrandt and Dillashaw. I'm cheering for Garbrandt, but I love some TJ Dillashaw. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll cheer for TJ against anyone else. And Ortega has some, cla- he has some classic bouts, man. He has oh, some yeah. good, good fights, dude. Yeah. He's, you know, first dude to knock out Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar. Uh, he, I think he knocked out Swanson, too, yeah? Yeah. Knocked out Swanson, knocked out Korean Zombie. I'm just like knocked out Clay Guida when he Ortega had lost the first two rounds. I'm like took a complete ass whooping too, like from Holloway from and Holloway. still wouldn't quit. Yeah. The doctor had to stop that's it. That's see, that's the that's the type of shit. Like that's even that type of fight. Like that's not a loss to me, man. No. Like you go in there and you have a dog fight well, like that, and it's the same thing with Calvin Cater, his last fight against Max Holloway. I don't look down on Calvin no. Cater for that at all. He didn't. He didn't quit. No, it's not. I mean, at the end of the day, it is not your fault if someone outworks you like that. Right. It's just some fighters are just flat out better than you, right. and, and I mean, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Yeah. Are you Are you gonna try to get better from that? Right. Like, that's all you can do. Try yeah. to get better. And that's the thing. Like, that's that's what... I feel like that's what makes a fighter. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, watching someone take damage that way and watch them keep coming. It's like, dude, you can't be stopped, bro. Jesus Christ. Like, and, and that's what Ortega did. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he had to have the face surgery. He took, I think it was almost two years off to so, heal and try to get better. So, after... So, in, like, with what... Excuse me. With what we talked about, when is is there any like talks about Jones coming back anytime soon? So, Jones has been tweeting that ideally he'd like to come back around the end of end of the year, about November or December. Okay. So it's already been confirmed that Jones is going to fight the winner of this fight. Oh. But. Uh, he, he, I, I think he's trying to prolong it as long as he can so he can put on a healthy amount of weight. And honestly, as much as I'm as impatient as I am to see this fight, I want John Jones to be as big as he can be because right. if, knock on wood, if he loses... There's let, no... There's no... The, the, like, my, my argument for Anderson Silva is still safe. Right. But if he wins... Again, knock on wood because I don't want him to. But if he wins, there's there's just no debating it that we are watching the greatest mixed martial arts fighter who has ever lived. I can't believe that Ngannou is gonna fight Miocic, though, dude. That's gonna be crazy. That, that's another fight that I mean, Miocic outworked Ngannou. It was clear as day that yeah. he he did not yet belong in in there with the champion. And since then, I mean. He had that loss right afterwards against Derek Lewis, and I mean, since that loss, he's knocked out a who's who of names, man. He's knocked out uh, that was it uh, Rosenstrike, that yeah. that dude. He's knocked out uh, Curtis Blades. He's knocked out uh, Cain Velasquez. He's knocked out Junior Dos Santos. 
those are four big name fight, two former heavyweight champions that he knocked out, and two of the best young heavyweight fight, fighters going right now. Dude is a knockout artist. Who would you rather see Jones fight when he comes back? Would you rather see him fight Miocic, or would you rather see him fight Ngannou? That's really, really hard because I have good answers for both. I, I'd want to see him fight Ninganu because I, I really want to see, one, if Ninganu can connect on Jones because I think Jones is going to be in straight defense mode most of that the early part of the fight. Yeah. And if he does connect, I want to see can John Jones take those punches any better than anyone else. Right. But that being said, I think I'd want to see him fight Stipe more because I think Stipe's the better fighter and I want to see John Jones fight the best fighters. Okay. So I think I'm going to go, I want to see Stipe fight John Jones. Okay. I think definitely, I think Stipe is definitely the better, the better fighter. I think it's probably, it'll probably be a more exciting fight than Ngannou and Jones because I think Jones will be filling him out a lot. I think Ngannou, I don't know. I don't know how that fight would go, but, like, I've also, like, I've taken into consideration the DC fights that Miocic has had, and, like, I'm, like, Jones is just, you know... He's a different level. He's beat DC up a couple times, and to watch him fight Miocic, someone who kind of, like... I mean, he obviously got knocked out by DC, mm-hmm. and it, before he knocked out DC, like... There was just this brief moment where he caught him with those body shots. And right when those body shots, he took over and then knocked out DC. But before that, he was getting pieced up. DC, DC was working him for most of that second. Dude, he was getting pieced up, bro. Like, So I'm like kind of like interested. And, and like, even in the third fight, clear as day, obviously, it was a decision win for Stipe. But he didn't do anything to completely take the fight over. Right. So... I, I, I get the point you're making. Like, yeah. if, if, he, if he can't take over against DC, which John Jones did in the second fight, yeah. I mean, I, you, you, you make a very good argument. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. That the, the closer we get to this actually becoming a reality, the more nervous I'm getting because I'm starting to question... Have have I made a complete fool and ass out of myself for doubting John Jones the way I have been? But I, I mean, guess we only have one way to find out, bro. It's when he gets in that octagon at heavyweight and fights. And I do fight that belt. I I think we're gonna be seeing John Jones weighing as crazy as it sounds. Well, maybe it doesn't sound too crazy, but. I think John Jones is going to be aiming to be around 240, 245 pounds at heavyweight. I was going to say 230. I, I could see that, but I think he really wants to put on muscle. So you think about it like this. It, it is possible to put on that much weight. Alistair Overeem used to fight at 205 pounds. Have you seen those pictures? Yeah. Skinny, crazy skinny kid. Yeah. Seeing him now, right? Dude is jacked, yeah. dog. Like John Jones, and and he has the frame. You know right. what I mean? It's a little harder for someone that thin to put on, but he can do it. He's he's 
he's gonna be jacked. Yeah, he's gonna be huge, dude. I'm, I'm excited to see him at heavyweight. I want to see how big he looks. And I think he also wants to make sure putting on that size, he doesn't lose any of his speed. Right. Because that's that's a big problem for uh, fighters. You look at uh, what what's his name? He moved up from uh, what well, Darren Till. Darren yeah. Till looks like he slowed down a bit moving up to uh, middleweight yeah. than when he was at welterweight. Right. So it, it's a very, very cautious thing you have to do when it comes to putting on mass. Yeah, I think he has the answer for it. I think I've watched something about him talking about like the way he does, like lifts weights and, you know, the way he does everything. I think well, I mean, he, he's at one of the three or four best camps in in the world in my opinion at one point Jackson Wink was the best but you can't argue with the success other camps like uh, American Kickboxing Academy and American Top Team they they've they have champions you know what I mean right uh, John Jones is without a doubt the best talent to come out of there but at one point in time uh, Jackson Wink was the best in the world and I still think they're a top three or four so. He, he's got great coaching. He's got people that know what the hell they're doing. Right. So we will see, man. We will see. All right, Joey. Well, I want to thank you for coming on, talking some UFC with us, and I, I'm looking forward to breaking down the, those next two title fights we got coming up. It's going to be ho- – hopefully we get some good news. You know what I mean? Hopefully, yeah. yeah. Ho- hopefully we're looking at a new champion in Brian Ortega, and we're looking at – just the best possible matchup against John Jones. Yep. And Megan Anderson, I still love you. It's okay. <laughs> there you go. If we're going to get through this together, I promise. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, again, thank you, Joey D. Don't forget, folks, follow his YouTube. It's Joey D Official, one word. He just put out some really good stuff. Updates on a weekly or a uh, bi-weekly basis? Uh, I mean, usually just... Kind of just going, going, going with the motion right now. I got, I got, uh, I got stuff already sitting in the archives, so we're gonna probably start dropping stuff weekly. But yeah, Joey D official, hit the subscribe button, um, hit the bell for your notifications anytime I drop anything new, and then uh, in any in any display of anything that I drop, you can find other you know social medias and stuff like that. But everything is basically Joey D official, aside from the Spotify and Apple Music, and that's just Joey D one word. Right on, man. So, thank you. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Appreciate you too, man. Thank you again, folks, for making us a part of your day. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Let's Talk Sports with Tommy P. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time.